On the Pasuk in the beginning of this week's parsha, Eilep Kudei HaMishkan, these are the accountings of the Mishkan. Mishkan Eid is the Mishkan of testimony. Chazal tell us, we have the word here Mishkan twice. This is a remez to the Mikdosh that was taken away as a Mashkan. The word Mishkan, similar to the word Mashkan, which means a collateral or security through the two Chorbanis, the Mikdosh Rishon and the Mikdosh Sheni. The Rebbe also brings what the Sephardu tells us on this Pasuk. Eilep Kudei HaMishkan is actually expressing the various different qualities, milois, of our Mishkan, for which reason we are told that the Mishkan was actually never destroyed, never fell into the hands of the enemies. It was eventually hidden away, put away, but it was never destroyed. And the Sephardu tells us that it's, the Pasuk is indicating to us what was so special about the Mishkan. The Mishkan is Mishkan HaEidus. It's the Mishkan that has the Luchos of testimony inside of them. It had the Arun. And the Luchos. It was Pukadalpi Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that gave the orders for this Mishkan. Etc. Translating these Psukim. All telling us what's so special about the Mishkan. As opposed to the Beis Migdash that didn't have these things. Which ended up being destroyed. And this is similar says the Rebbe to the Gemara that tells us. That the the enemies weren't able to take control over Moshe Rabbeinu's handiwork. And rather the Mishkan and all of its parts eventually ended up being hidden away. The Rebbe tells us that when we look at what the Sephornu is telling us. Is that the Mishkan has a certain aspect of eternity much more than the Beis HaMikdosh. And that is, in other words, if we look at it simply... In the simple sense, the parts of the Mishkan remain forever, as opposed to the Beis HaMikdash that doesn't have that. That is the way we look at it simply. Let's go back now to the first Piddush we brought from Chazal about the Mikdash that's also, we said it's connected to the word of a Mashkoin, that the Mikdash was taken away as a Mashkoin. What does a Mashkoin mean? A Mashkoin means that it's taken as security and eventually will be given back to the one who gave that Mashkoin. That's telling us that really in the base of Mikdash there's also an element of eternity. Yes, it will come back. But that's more al-derech haremez. In other words, in a more revealed way. Where do you see the Nitzchius? Where do you see eternity? That's more in the Mishkan and in its parts. Says the Rebbe, the, the mile of this advantage that the Mishkan has over the base of Mikdash, in a, as far as its eternity, is regarding its parts that weren't destroyed. But the truth of the matter is there's a certain advantage in the Beis HaMikdosh as far as the place where the Beis HaMikdosh was built. There we have a specific advantage in the Beis HaMikdosh more than the Mishkan. The Mishkan was only a temporary place. The Kedusha didn't penetrate, didn't permeate the place itself. Whereas the Beis HaMikdosh Kedusha, the place of the Beis HaMikdosh is forever and ever. Says the Rebbe, therefore, what we just said before, that the Nitzchius, the eternity that, the Mikdash has, because it says Mishkan, Mishkan twice, that it was only taken away as security, we have to say, we're not only speaking about the fact that there's the Kedusha in the place itself, because that, on the contrary, has the Beis HaMikdash has something even more than the Mishkan. The Rebbe wants to bring out that in the Beis HaMikdash there's also a certain thing similar to the, Beis, to the Mishkan, the Mikdash has something similar to the Mishkan. That means even as far as, far as the parts of the Beis HaMikdash and the Kali, uh, the, the parts of the Beis HaMikdash similar to the Kalim of the Mishkan. So to explain, the Rebbe brings a passing that says, The Yidden in the meantime didn't come yet to the Menucha, to the resting place and to the inheritance, which Chazal tell us that this is referring, Menucha refers to the Mishkan that was made in Shiloi, 
which stood for 369 years, that would be a place of resting, and Nachla, the inheritance, that would finally be in Yerushalayim. What's the real difference between Menucha and Nachla, why we call Shiloh the Menucha, and Yerushalayim the Nachla? Says the Rebbe, this is connected to the idea that I said before, in the Mishkan, what was eternal about the Mishkan? The parts of the Mishkan. In the Beis HaMikdash, what's eternal? The place of the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, that's the difference between Menucha and Nachla. Menucha is referring to the state of the person. He is finding himself now in a restful state. So do the things that go along with him, that travel with him, that go along with him, his kalim, his belongings and so on. An inheritance would usually be referring to more the real estate, the piece of land that a person has inherited. So as far as the Mishkan Shiloi, Mishkan Shiloi, the Rambam tells us, had the Yeriyos, had the coverings that Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan had. And therefore, what do we refer to the Mishkan Shiloi as Menucha? Because again, Menucha, a resting place, refers either to the person himself or to the belongings that are with him, not to the land itself. That means this is emphasizing that eternity of the parts of the Mishkan that go along and rest with the person and so on. Whereas the Mikdash, why do we call it? Nachla, because here the Nitzchi is the eternity, is primarily in the space where the Beis HaMikdash was built. Says the Rebbe, why is it in fact that the Beis HaMikdash has that eternity in the place and the Mishkan is more in the vessels or the parts and the construction of the Mishkan, the building, etc. The Rebbe explains because eternity... Bleak wool, etc., is not shaykh in the hands of humans and things that humans make. It's only by Hashem. And therefore, in the base of Migdash that was built by man and the vessels in it made by man, it cannot be eternal. Only the place where the base of Migdash was built, as the passage says, this is the place that the Abishta chose to rest his name. Here you have the concept of eternity, that's forever and ever. Now, of course, the Beis HaMikdash needs to be built and the Kalim need to be made there. But that's more of a preparation to bring the Shekhinah there. But the essence of the Shekhinah is there because Hashem chose to be there. When it comes to the Mishkan, it's the other way around. It's not because of the space that the Mishkan is in. The Pasuk says, It's going to be because of what you're going to make. That's what's going to bring me over here. That's what's going to bring Hashem is the Mikdash and the Kalim. Uh, so that's why the space doesn't have the Kedusha. But the Kalim do have, the, the space doesn't have an eternal Kedusha. Whereas the vessels and the part of the Mishkan do have eternity. Why? Because who's the one that made them? Moshe Rabbeinu made them. It's by the order of Moshe, who's called Eved Hashem, the faithful servant of Hashem. By a servant, his whole Metzius is just a Metzius of the Master. And therefore, just like Hashem is eternal, what Hashem does is eternal, so to the handiwork of Moshe is also eternal. In fact, the Rebbe says, we find something similar regarding the Beis HaMikdash as well, that it was specifically in the Schus of David HaMelech, who is also referred to as the servant of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand why sometimes we do find that word Menucha also in regards to Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash, even though we just said that Menucha would really more refer to the person himself or the objects along with him, and therefore it should more apply to the Mishkan, or Mishkan Shiloh at least. And yet we find the Pasuk, Zois Menuchasi Adiyad Hashem says, this is my resting place forever. The place of Yerushalayim, the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, because in the third Beis HaMikdash, we're going to have both advantages. The advantage of the Mokim HaMikdash, just like in the first two. It's, the Shechina is there forever. But also the building, since Hashem himself is going to build the third Beis HaMikdash. So therefore it's also, it's eternal. And therefore, as we said, the building, that's more connected 
to the concept of menucha rather than nachla, to the resting place. As we said, the belongings of the person, whether it's the building, whether it's the kalim, as opposed to the land, is more menucha, and that's why the Beisam Mikdash Ashlishi could also be called a place of menucha, not only nachla. The Rebbe says the truth of the matter is when we look at this Pasuk, it's really referring to the first Beisam Mikdash as well. Zois menuchasi. So why are we calling it menucha? Says the Rebbe that even though it's true that the ultimate menucha will be in the third Beisam Mikdash, but to a certain extent, we had it already in the base of Migdash as well. Why? Because since Hashem is the one that calls it a bias, a bias is a permanent place as opposed to an oil, a temporary place. Therefore, to a certain extent, there is a permanence even in the house itself, even in the, the base of Migdash itself, not only to the land upon which it's being made. Says the Rebbe. One of the things that we brought earlier regarding to the Nitzchi is the eternity of the Mishkan is because that it was Mishkan is because the Orin is there. Says the Rebbe, just like we just said, there's a common denominator between the Mishkan and the third base of Mikdash in regards that the Kalim, the parts of the Mishkan are also going to be eternal. So too, it's in regards to the reason for that. One of the reasons we said is because the Orin is there. Says the Rebbe, this is something that we find specifically regarding the Mishkan and the third Beis Amigdash, where the Orin is there the whole time in a revealed way, as opposed to in the first Beis Amigdash, the Orin was hidden away before the Churban Beis Amigdash, and in the second Beis Amigdash, the Orin wasn't there. So again, the Orin is part of what causes that eternity also in the parts of the Beis Amigdash, Tashlishi and the, and the Mishkan. The Rebbe goes on and explains that the truth of the matter we just said, that Bepnimius, even in the Beis Hamikdash, the Rishon and Sheni, there is also a certain union of Nitzchias. We said Mishkan means that it was taken as a Mashkan, the real Beis Hamikdash is here eternally, but mainly it was regarding the Ruchnias, the Hashroas Hashchino, as opposed to the Mishkan and the third Beis Hamikdash, where it's going to express itself also Begashmias, even in the parts of the physical Beis Hamikdash. Says the Rebbe, Based on what we just said, that the Orin is the one that brings about that Nitzchi is that eternity, that it should be not only Beruchnius, but also Begashmius, also regarding the parts of the Mishkan. So we need to understand this aspect. What's the connection that Davke, the Orin, brings the Nitzchius, and yet where is the Nitzchius expressed specifically in the Gashmius, the parts of the Beis Hamikdash, not only that the Shechina is dwelling in this place. Says the Rebbe will understand this by first explaining in Avoidus Hashem. Every single year there's also all the different parts and compartments of the Beis Hamikdash. What does the Kodesh HaKadoshim represent? The deepest part of the Yid. The deepest part of the Neshama. The Yechidah of the Neshama. That part that's eternal, that's always connected to Hashem. In fact, is the part that no Klippa, no enemy, so to speak, could ever get close to. In fact, says the Rebbe, this is also the Darg of Moshe Rabbeinu inside of each and every one of us. Because the Aaron, which is the Indian of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Aaron, which is the idea of Torah, that's also the Indian of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's Indian is Torah. Says that but this is why specifically the Mishkan in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, as well as when Mashiach is going to come, we say the Aaron is going to be in a revealed way. In the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, his whole generation was called the Doer Deir. They were all in tune with this high, deep level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So to La'asid Lavi, the Pasuk says, Hashem is going to circumcise our hearts. And the deepest part of our Neshama will be revealed, that Orin, that Kodesh HaKadoshim part. And that's why it's specifically in these times that we have the Orin Begilui, and that it expresses itself down here in this world. Whereas in the time of the second base of Mikdash, or even the first end of the first base of Mikdash, the Orin was hidden, which also means that deep part of our heart, that Neshama, in the depths of our heart was also not as revealed. 
says the Rebbe, now we can also understand that it's specifically through the Orin that brings the eternity, even because as we just discussed, the Orin represents that deepest part of the Neshama, that Bligvul of the Neshama, which is expressed in Mesiras Nefesh. And as Chassidus explains, these deepest parts of the Neshama, the Bligvul of the Neshama, and that Mesiras Nefesh of the Neshama is mainly expressed specifically through our Gashmi, is the actions, and therefore it's this part of our neshama and the orin and the beis hamikdash that also brings about the nitzchi is the eternity also begashmius.